Hi guys, how are you? We skipped a week. I had a lot going on. Sorry. Hi, we're back. It is March. Springs around the corner. I heard the birds chirping this morning and I said, oh my gosh. It was nice and warm today out here in Colorado. I don't know what the what the temperature was, but it was nice out today. Yesterday is a very nice day too. Um, I have this prayer book so I could read a thing. I've been reading it every time and I read it. I've been reading it in our Bible study that we've been uh, that we started together about six or seven weeks ago now. Um, so I may have skipped around here because I'm not sure where we were, but disability is the word. The needs we have are God's opportunity to reveal himself in a greater way and act on our behalf. He delights in our faith. He loves our conscious dependency on him and when we turn to him in prayer all our earthly weaknesses and disabilities are opportunities for him to show his love and power on our behalf it gives him the perfect conditions under which to reveal himself and transform us into the glorious image of his son Truly, only God is fully able to help us in the midst of our disabilities. We are his children and we depend on him alone. He cares for us and acts on our behalf. He doesn't forsake his own. The Bible promises that God will never forget the needy. In fact, he is close to those who are helpless and he longs to come near to those who are of a broken heart. No matter what disability we may be facing today, whether it is physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, God's grace is enough, for his strength is made perfect in weakness. God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Psalms 918. Um, a bruised reed he will not break. And a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. Isaiah 42, 3. The prayer is, Lord, I thank you that you are always able and willing to enable me to overcome my disabilities. Wrap your supernatural ability around my disability and do something amazing with my life. You strengthen me when I am weak and give me grace that is sufficient to meet any weakness I may have. Your grace is sufficient for every need I have. Only you can make up the difference for my weakness. I trust you to give me power when I feel faint and increase my strength when I am weak. I ask that you would strengthen me in hope and that you would be my constant companion and help in time of need. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I think that sort of goes along with what Chris sent me earlier. Uh, YouTube 
Um, did you get a chance to open that YouTube video? No, I didn't take a look at that. Um, also, I think Feel Good Life on Instagram has been talking uh, about that as well. So, Like saying what? Um, well, he said today or yesterday that he woke up with anxiety and he said that's because um, everything that's going on in the world, like all of our beliefs are being broken down. And so Matt Chandler is the guy, if you um, oh, I did open that. care to look at him. Uh, Matt Chandler, I really He was pretty good. Name. He was he was talking today about the the lady at the well. And how does that story go exactly? Um, he was weary, tired, and thirsty, and sat next to what was it, Jacob's well, the well that Jacob built. I didn't listen to the whole thing, so I'm not. Um, and I and don't know if I know that story, actually. He asked her for water. And she said, who are you to ask me for water? Jews don't talk to Samaritans. And um, so he said, go get your husband. And she said, I have no husband. And he said, you're right. You had five husbands. And the person you're living with is not your husband. And she said, oh, my goodness, who is this man who knows everything about me? Um, it was interesting that Matt Chandler gave the verse that uh, she was doing that midday instead of at the beginning of the day. I guess all the other women do it at the beginning of the day. So she was hiding from something, right? And so Jesus um, spoke to her, and it talks about carrying shame and it talks about Jesus not wanting to, to preach to the people who are already righteous, to preach to the people who are already good, preach to the people who already know him. He's preaching to all the people who are broken and helpless and need him. So. What do you feel? Nothing. Just just that. He's everywhere. But there's a there was a post by Moon Memes that I uh, just came across actually that I really liked. Feels strange, doesn't it? This awkward in between phase you've been passing through on the way to your next chapter. It's a confusing period of your life where the only thing you're sure of is that your soul is expanding to newer heights. You've been through periods like this in the past, but something about this one just feels different. This one has your heart beating in urgency while your mind basks in calmness. This one has you reflecting more while saying a lot less. This one has you... Exercising your patience vigorously while the universe bombards you with signs relating to your dreams. 
It's like your spirit is being split in two as your new and old self fight over it. Fear keeps threatening to take control, but you're so much stronger than you used to be. That's why you're not going to let it. Ground yourself in the present repeatedly, no matter how uncomfortable it feels. Resistance will have you permanently stuck in a chapter that wasn't meant to be, that was meant to be temporary. Acceptance will allow you to naturally flow right through it. You've reached a very uh, pivotal moment in your journey. You can either suppress your magic or revitalize it. Welcome to the wonderful world of Ascension. I like that. Uh, it's just something I just was scrolling through Instagram right here now when I, once I got here and it just popped up and I was like, oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel a little run down today. Um, like, I didn't get very much sleep last night. Um, I'm rearranging my house and so I have a disaster. Everything's disarrayed right now. But, um, so I feel like sluggish, like <laughs> just tired today, I guess. Well, the good thing about that is that you're rearranging and cleaning and getting all the dust out and yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. Man, there's all kinds of dust. <laughs> it's crazy when you start cleaning like deep cleaning moving stuff around you're like oh wow like dang there's all hairballs back behind the uh, bookshelves and stuff <laughs> like from my dogs they're shedding I need to wash them and groom them I, if I could find their uh, correct records then i'll be able to just pay for them to get groomed because it's a lot of work grooming them <laughs> it's hard work it takes like four hours <laughs> i'm like when i would drop them off and they'd be gone for six hours i'm like dang what are these people doing to them they just leave them in the kennel forever and wait their turn no they're probably working on them like for girls like when you walk in and there will be like four different stations. And so I noticed the last time when I went in, like it's like a shampoo station, I think. And then it's a different station. Like they're like doing something out, like taking out the mats or something. And then these two girls are working on the cutting. And then these two girls are doing something else. Like, man, you need a whole team. When you're doing it by yourself, that's a rough one. <laughs> like, stay still. Nila, stop moving. You need a whole team anyway. So that brought me back to the Matt Chandler. He said um, he had did something for his son, was turning 13, something like that. And uh, he told him, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up and you're not going to like it and you're going to feel shame and you're going to this, you know, this is going to happen. Um, you're a teenager now, uh, but you don't have to do it uh, by yourself. Uh, demons love it when you fight it in the dark. So if you bring it, you have talk to me. If you can't talk to me, talk to anybody. Um, because when you talk to people about it, then people know what's going on and they can help. So 
Yeah, I wish Javi would talk more. He didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, okay, dude, that's my oldest son. He's 15. And um, I just, right now, I feel frustrated and irritated. And so I'm just taking a step back. He was working on a project today and he was like cutting the cardboard all weird. And I'm like, do you want to do it with scissors? And um, do you need any help with anything? Um, are you supposed to have it be able to stand up on its own after? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, what class are you in right now? I don't know. And I'm like, mm, okay. And so I like left him alone for a second. And then he uh, cut his hand with the knife that he was cutting the cardboard with. And he got all pissed off. Like I heard him like, ah, and then got all pissed off through the thing down. And I'm like, really? And he like went away. And so I left him alone for a while. And then I was like, okay, fuck, I should probably check and make sure he's not gushing blood and suffering in silence right now because he will probably do that. And um, it wasn't that bad. Um, but so I had to like yell at him a couple times. I'm like, just like fucking come in here. Just stand right here while I find the freaking, uh, not peroxide. Um, Bactine or something. Yeah, like Benadine or whatever it is. Um, and I used that on him and then I had a mess all over my sink and it stained my sink and, oh, he's just... I, him and Amelia are going at it every freaking five seconds. Uh, I wondered what just dawned on me right now is that they're, they normally, we do 224, 224, or 225, 225, me and their dad, we switch back and forth, and we're not doing that anymore. They're staying with me Monday through Friday, and then going to go with him every other weekend. And this last weekend was his weekend, but Emilio didn't feel good, so he had me keep him. Um, and then Emilio, what did Emilio say when he came out? He was like, well, isn't it our dad's turn yet? And I said, no, you're staying with me, remember? And, like, they're all attitude and I'm all attitude back. And, <laughs> and, like, and he goes, oh, yeah, because he just doesn't want us. And I said, what? How stupid. And he goes, well, kind of seems like that. Uh, oh, um, th well, they're not doing their schoolwork here, so they just need to stay with you. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to be late for boxing here yet. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, and then... Um, James is like, wow, we should get him for child support. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I never have. My kids are 15 and 10. I've not taken him to court for child support. That's not going to happen now. Um, and then I was on speakerphone. And so uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum tuned in. And who is that? His dad and his uncle. And they're and they're cool, and I like them. <laughs> um, they're like uh, telling me, "Oh, 
that I'm a fucking idiot for not getting child support. And I'm like, whatever. No, actually, I already know. I said, you know how you're doing it to your baby's mom? I said, it'd be like that. I said, but I probably wouldn't get anything. It'd probably turn out that he'd be getting child support from me the way he would fucking do it. And I'm not about to do that shit to myself. And I well, don't, I don't need child support yeah. from him. That's, a, that's tell what it comes down to. He has them half the time. Now he's not going to have them half the time. It That doesn't matter. Right now, whatever is the most beneficial for my kids it has always been the thing. And that's why they're going to stay with me longer time than they are with him. And there's been times that they've stayed with him more than me because of different issues in the past, right? But... So that was a big that was a big conversation, and then I was like, "Oh yes, because both of you dumbasses pay child support." You're like, "Every guy fucking needs to pay child support. I have to fucking pay child support." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, is that how we sound?" I said, "Yeah, that's how you sound." Shut up. And um, then I talked to James outside of that, and I was just like. Um, this is the reason why I haven't done that. And um, also because I, I, there's a little bit of pride in there. Like I don't need anything from him. And I definitely don't need him to say that he's done anything for me. <laughs> so, and especially now, like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I could just hear it. I was like, oh yeah, you got with some young ass fucking kid that can't even help you and want to fucking take me back to court for child support now. Like, I can just hear it. And so that part is superficial and shouldn't, isn't not, is not what really matters. But that's part of the piece, like the headache. I don't, I'm in court already. I'm like, we're both in litigation. You have two court dates coming up in a week. And I have a court date coming up. And we have all this thing. You want to go and get all this stuff together to go to another court date? No, I don't want to do that. And we don't need it. So that did bring in another conversation, but everything's fine. Another conversation about what I'm I'm with you. I've never asked for child support. I feel that um, the man knows that he has a child and he should probably be buying those that child things. Um, if they're in diapers, they should be diapers. If they're in formula, it should be formula. If they're whatever they're doing, they should be buying that because that's their responsibility as well. And if they don't do that, that's on them. I know what I did and that's all I have to worry about. Yeah, and my kids' dad and I were past the diaper stage, way past the diaper stage, and he splits everything half with me on, like, they're doing boxing, he's splitting that with me, right? Uh, there's been some things that have had to be, like, multiple conversations or whatever, and he throws his attitude, but that's to be expected, that's his personality. I know who he is, he hasn't changed, so... It's just to be expected. Like, I don't know. There's, I can't change. I don't have control over anybody else. It bothers, it bothers me, but it doesn't bother me anymore. And so, like, hearing my boyfriend's perspective right now, it's new to him, right? And I'm just like, well, if you let it bother you, it's going to bother you forever. Like, it's going to continue to bother you because you letting it bother you isn't changing him. 
and us saying anything or fighting him about it isn't going to change him either. I know, I checked. <laughs> so, I don't know. My poor kids. <laughs> But that's been my week, our last two weeks, really, and I'm just tired. <laughs> well, my youngest daughter came back home. Um, I don't know, if, have we talked too much about her on this podcast? She's 20. She just had another baby. So she has two, one who's a little over a year and one who was just born in January. And the person that she chose um, is a narcissistic, manipulative guy who uh, I just found out is 10 years older than her, um, which I didn't know. I thought he was only like six years older than her or something. And I was like, well, that's not too bad of an age, you know, age range, because when you get older... And 10 isn't really, you know, I just thought, <laughs> Mom, I'm 10 years younger, older than my dude. <laughs> well, yeah, and 10 years isn't bad either. I mean, Paul and I were like Demi Moore and Ashton Kircher age range difference. 15? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I was with him for eight years, married for five. Um, anyway, she is... Oh, and he's having another baby, by the way. So that's nice. Who's having another baby? Paul. Oh, really? Yeah, he's having another baby. So it goes, I try not to talk about him because I know that probably makes you feel some type of way. I said, no, it doesn't make me feel any type of way. I'm happy for him. You know? I mean, it didn't work out. And he said he never wanted kids, but he got together with somebody and they started having kids. And, um, so yeah, he's having another one. So that's good. I'm happy for him. I'm happy they have a, they're married and have a nice life together. That's awesome. Um, Sarah still keeps in touch with it, which is good. I found some old pictures of his of his dog and of him when he was younger. So I told her to let me know next time she sees him, so I could get those back to him because I went through my pictures finally. Um, but yeah. So she's back home, so that's so why. She's back home. Um, so this is like the, I don't know how many breakups in the last three years. <coughs> the last one before this last week was on Christmas Eve. Um, and it was because he was doing drugs. He's an addict. Um, and he, he seems to go about every three months and then he'll... Um, start doing them again. It was real different this time. He was um, even more rude. He was accusatory. Like he said that I threw water on him and um, that, oh, I pushed him and he was going to file charges against me. So I called the police so I could make a report because I don't want any charges filed against me falsely. I wouldn't put it past the guy to get beat up by somebody and say it was me or some one of my kids or something like that, right? <laughs> um, because that's just the kind of guy that he is. I wouldn't put it past him at all. No, people are really scandalous. You have to protect yourself, especially when And the cops never it. came. They didn't? No. Not to mention he took, so she got in a car accident a little while back and they said you're supposed to replace your car seats. So she bought car seats on her card 
when she went back with the police escort to get the stuff that she could get, um, they were gone. The car seats were gone. So, I mean, and then, you know, like he calls her and says, can I at least say goodnight to my sons? And I was like, well, you know, and, and a whole bunch of other things. Manipulation is what it is. And um, I'm like, does he call his other son to say goodnight? You know, he rarely gets his other son. Um, and then he may had his son, his other son, make a video of, I miss my brothers. Why are you being mean to my dad? He's five years old. Why would you have your kid do that? I mean, it's just... Oh uh, yeah, people. I don't know how she got into this situation, but <laughs> I thought, oh, it might be good. Maybe it'll help her grow up a little bit. And he's like, when he's high, he's like ten times worse than she ever was. So anyway, um, we've been praying a lot for her, and I'm happy that the kids are here, and that I'm able to help her. I helped all the other kids for a long time, you know, so. Um, and it's good that she's just here and not the rest of the kids. The whole house isn't full. Very good. Because all the personalities wouldn't go together. Yeah. So I'm glad she's out of that. Uh, here. I'm glad she's here right now. Yeah, I'm glad she's here right now. And we keep saying that right now um, because we don't know if she's finished. Um but I did tell her, like you told me, not like you told me, but you're like, did she hear you when you said that? I just told her that um, if you go back to him, I, you know, he was right when he said your mom and daddy know always going to be around to rescue you, Sarah. And if she goes back to him again, I won't be able to rescue her because the last time I was there, he almost hit me. So, yeah. I won't put myself in that situation, which will mean I won't be able to see my grandkids. So. Yeah, that's that's tough. I think, um, like, um, the whole bit of, like, really sticking true to boundaries and setting boundaries for yourself and your or your household or whatnot it um for me personally i struggled with some guilt of like feeling like i've abandoned certain people by setting certain boundaries or maybe some like sadness or grief of like losing um losing relationships because of the boundaries that I need to, to set for myself, for my own safety, for, for my own health, emotionally and mentally, and even physically at some point. And um, I just think that's a big, like, I think a lot of people struggle with that, with with uh, setting boundaries and holding, holding strong and true to them, because there's so much other things going on. I mean, even with her situation specifically, um, you know, the kids are involved. The kids are directly affected. Um, um, it's losing something that 
she's always wanted and never had, right? And um, I have a girlfriend in a, in a different situation, but somewhat similar with a narcissistic asshole. And um, I've been there too. And it's just really hard to stay, to set the boundaries and stay true to it. And with the situation that you're in too, I mean, setting the boundaries and um, yeah, because I called you the other day. Really gonna cry. It's hard. It's hard to do that, but because she's here, and so she was doing it by herself at the other place. But I don't know how well she was doing it. So I set up the room for her and the babies, and um, I had to go out of town because we had the boxing thing over the weekend. And when I came back, the room was a mess. And she said that she had did the dishes and all the bottles and they were all dirty and uh, the room was a mess. And I was like, and then she had left to go visit her girlfriend. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this isn't okay. Um, but before I had left, I had spoke to you about um, me trying to help her as much as I could and that it would probably consume me again um, with taking care of my children, which I was told that I abandoned her when I went to Europe after she graduated from high school. <laughs> so she was like, and that's why I got into this relationship. And I was like, no, it's not. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, went to Europe for six months and everybody lost their mind. Was it six months now? It was May, June, July, so in the May, and I came back end of October. June, July, August, September, October. So five months, I guess, not six. Yeah, it just felt so much longer.